Hello, 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 and welcome to the Wife Up podcast and YouTube channel. I am so grateful that you guys are here. Thank you for stopping by and hanging out with me. How's everybody doing? I pray that you all are having an amazing day today. Today is Tuesday, February the 16th, 2021. Today's topic is, it's about the comeback, not the clapback. Let's get started. All right. I always like to start with a little bit of a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for each and every person, each and every woman, each and every wife that is tuning in to the podcast slash YouTube channel today. Um, God, that they get to understand what it is that you downloaded into me today to give to them as a message, Lord. I pray for each and every marriage. I pray for each and every heart. I pray for restoration. I pray for um, resurrection in marriages, God. I, I just pray for the most amazing marriages ever. And I thank you that I get to be a part of that, including my own marriage, um, which we're going to talk about. I love you, praise you, and worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, so guys, um, the title is, it's about the comeback, not the clapback. And let's get started. You know what it's like to get into an argument with your husband? Oh my gosh, how does it start? You say something or he says something. All right, let's talk about him. He says something that hurts your feelings and causes offense. You say something to hurt his feelings back, right? That causes offense. Um, then he says something to defend himself off of what you said. And then you say something to defend yourself off of what he said. And then it just keeps going back and forth. Right. Um, before you know it, the two of you are not speaking. Can I just say that this just happened? True story to myself and my husband. As you guys know, if you watched my last podcast, um, sorry, watch my last video or listen to my last podcast, you heard um, me recently say that we were in San Diego and my husband was so sweet to um, arrange that for me to be able to wake up in San Diego and listen to the oceans crashing. It was the waves in the ocean crashing. It was just a beautiful thing. And um, like the whole trip was beautiful. Um, but towards the end, um, right before it was time for us to go home, we got into a bit of an argument. And I'm thinking, such a beautiful time. Like, what is this? Right. But I know that I know where arguments sometimes stem from. Right. And so I was like, huh, huh. I looked at it differently, even though I could have been in my feelings. And believe me, uh, it's very easy to get in your feelings. Right. Um, but I'm not sure exactly how the argument got started. It was something he said and something I said um, to the point where we were barely talking on the way back home. And again, I should know where this is coming from. I told you guys that the enemy is after your marriage. He's after every marriage. I told you before that if the enemy can get a marriage to dissolve or divorce, then he's won. And again, like I've said in multiple podcasts, I'm not talking about a marriage where you are in danger or your kids are in danger or there's crazy infidelity. I mean, for the rest of us who have looked at our husbands with disdain, we went from saying I do to asking what the bleak did I do? Most of us have asked that question at some point. And can I just say, so have our husbands. Uh, ladies, I just wanted to say that my microphone has stopped working, so I'm in the process of ordering another one. So if the sound quality isn't that great, I ask that you bear with me um, and just listen to the message, right? So thank you for just showing me grace. Anyway, 
Um, arguments will happen. Disagreements will happen. Blowouts may happen. It is inevitable for many of us as we navigate this newfound lifestyle of wifing up. Right? Um, after an argument, it's about the comeback, not the clapback. And by comeback, I mean how are we and our best friends, meaning our husbands, going to come back from this? How are we and our husbands going to get back on one accord and move as one? How are we going to move past this and move forward? So here are some tips. So you guys know that usually when someone says the word comeback, they mean what is your retort going to be? Basically clap back. In society, in our society, clap back and come back kind of go together, right? But as a wife as a person that's wifing up, as a person that's saying yes to a marriage, comeback means how are we going to come back from this, right? So number one, like I said, it's about the comeback, not the clap back. You know who you are. This goes for all of us women that like to clap back. Can I say that we live in a clap back society? Just go on social media and see. There are wives that are proudly titling themselves queen of the clap back or clap back queen. Don't you understand that clap back just means that you thrive off of insulting people or shutting people down? Is that what you want to be known as? Maybe in worldly circles, that's a huge accomplishment, but is it cool with God? And can I just say that sometimes when our husbands are arguing with us, they are not clapping back. A lot of times husbands speak from the heart. They speak from their minds. They speak from their wounded places. We wives clap back off of what he said so we can hurt him as much as he hurt us by what he said. And sometimes he can make one little statement and we take offense and we go off. You should know by now that clapbacks never work in a marriage. Since clapbacking or clapping back has been ingrained in us since elementary school, it is hard to not do it. It takes resolve, the love of Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit combined to get you to not climb, clap back. So it's not about whether or not to clap back because you probably will do it in an argument. We're all human. We get in our flesh. Forgive yourself. It's about how you're going to come back from that. Even though at the time it may feel like we cannot control this urge of clapping back, we can control what we clap back with. You should know that there are certain things that you cannot take back, even if you say you're sorry. There are certain things that are going to stay in the back of his mind because he's going to feel like that's how you truly feel. Guard what you say to your husband, especially in a heart and argument. The clapback is not worth it if it means that it's going to drive a wedge between you and your husband. Number two, know where this argument is stemming from. Roots. You're going to have to have discernment, wife. In order to be able to get through the other side of an argument, you need to know where this is coming from. Where is the roots? Where are the roots? Is this something that is new? Is it something that is old? Is it something, an, arg an old argument that got smoothed over, but now is rearing its head again? Is it something that never got resolved? Is this argument stemming from old insecurities that never went away? Is this argument alcohol-induced but fueled by hurt feelings or some truth that isn't acknowledged? I've been through all of this, okay? This really requires us to take a long, hard look at the argument and what our husbands said. 
we have to truly peel back the onion and peel away layers of things that were said in order to figure out what is at the root of this argument. You may find that your husband was just having a really crappy day. And because he was having a really crappy day, he may have taken it out on you. Which means that your husband may be going through something that you did not know about. And a lot of times because we don't know about it, because our husbands might keep it to himself, those things build up and then he explodes. It's like how a tree has roots on the bottom. Sometimes you can see the roots right above the ground, but there are a lot more roots that we don't see. You can see the tree, but you don't see the roots. We see our husbands, but we don't see his roots. We can't see his roots if his roots are damaged or healthy. And a lot of times you're not gonna see the effects of damaged roots until the tree starts rotting. Like for example, your husband comes home and tells you that he hates his boss he hates his job and he is not happy at work. Roots, we can see those roots. But what he didn't tell you is that he thinks he's about to get fired and is worried about finding another job and is stressed about how the bills are going to get paid. FYI, money is one of his roots that you don't always see. You may see the roots above ground, but we wives really don't know how deep it truly goes. Money and lack thereof and providing you with all your heart's desires are deep, deep, deep roots. And I will say that a man that is struggling financially, and you might not seem like you're struggling. You might think, you know what, we have everything we need. We're good. But in his mind, he might be like, no, I want to buy her a house. I want to get her a car. I want to I want to take her on vacations. I want to I want to travel and, and just do so many things for her that I know is going to make her happy. But we don't have enough money for that right now. And I don't feel that she's really happy because she's not doing the things she really wants to do. Right. And you're like, no, babe, it's OK. But he's already seen how excited you get when you see things in a magazine. He's already seen how excited you get when you pass that house. Like one day we're going to live there. He's already seen and heard you say some things. Right. So it's in the back of his mind. So he's stressing because he's like, I can't provide that for her, but I really, really want to. So I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work extra hours. I'm going to save more, but it just can't seem to keep my head above water because there's always something that happens. Men have deep roots, especially when it comes to finances. That's a huge thing because a man is made to provide. That's how God created this human being that we are blessed to have to be able to do life with. He's a provider. He wants to know that he is providing for you, not just a roof over your head, right? I know I'm going a little bit to the left, but I want you guys to understand that. It's not just about the roof over your head. It's about giving you your heart's desires. It's about making sure you have a happy life with him, right? Not just because his reputation is on the line, but his reputation within himself. Am I doing everything that I need to do for this woman, this wife of mine? Right. So number three, remove the offense and defense. If you could look at the argument and take away all the times that you were offended, take away all the time you felt times you felt that you had to defend yourself and really look at what truly caused your husband to get upset or what truly caused you to get upset. That means peeling away all the names you got called. That means peeling away all the names that you called him. That means peeling away all the insults that he hurled at you. Of course, it means you peeling away all the insults that you hurled at him. And sometimes going back to the very first thing that was said. 
The ability to do this grows and grows the more you practice it. When you can dissect your argument and realize when you were offended and why and what caused you to say the things that you said and also what may have caused him to say the things that he said. In order to truly get to the root of the argument, you need to remove all the offenses and look at it objectively. Remove defenses equal clearer picture. Number four, after you've done the last two, you need to figure out how this can be resolved. Now, I know that some of you might be thinking, why should I have to do all of this work myself? Why do I have to figure out how to resolve this when it takes two to tangle? Tangle. Tango. I was going to say tangle. 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 T-A-N-G-O. The reason why I'm telling you, wife, is because you play a part in this. It. I can't speak to your husband about what he needs to do, but I can talk to you, wife, about what you need to do. A lot of times our husbands are relying on us to be who God created us to be, which are loving, nurturing human beings. God gave us the ability to look at things differently than the way our husbands do. God gave us the ability to see when loved ones are going through something. God gave us a heart to care about nourishing other people. We have a part to play and we can think strategically. We can put on our own nurturing hats, the same hat that can look at our child and put a bandaid over his boo-boo because we want him to heal and not hurt anymore. We can wear that same hat, look at our husbands and try and figure out where his boo-boo is and help him to heal as well. Arguments stem from unhealed areas in our life. What can we do to help our husbands if he is weak in certain areas? If he has wounds in certain areas? If he is hurting in certain areas? Our job is to be the helpmate. How can we help? Number five, pray for him. Now, now I know it is hard to pray for this man after an argument. Some of us like, whew, some of us are like, I'm not praying for him. How am I going to pray for him when I don't, when I want to choke him? Let me just tell you, but the enemy is right there rooting for you not to pray for your husband. He's sitting there whispering in your ear saying, yeah, don't pray for him. Did you hear what he said to you? Did you hear how he said what he said to you? Did you hear the names that he called you? Don't pray for him. Why would you pray for him? He's not praying for you. Mm. Let me just tell you, like I mentioned before, the enemy is not the cause of all of your arguments, but he's there to fan the flames. He does not want you praying for your husband. He wanted to stay and he wanted you to stay in offense, be mad and not speak to your husband for days. And I'm here to tell you that you need to pray for your husband after an argument. Actually, I want, to be, I want you to be clear about how you're praying. It's not hard to pray, but some of y'all are praying because some of your prayers sound like this. God, I need you to fix that man or I'm going to divorce him. God, I need you to get to get him to change or else I'm going to leave. God, I need you to show him the error of his ways. God, I need you to fix him. God, if he says one more thing I don't like, I'm going to tell him about himself and make him feel about this big. And I don't even care. God, you better get your boy. That's not the type of prayers that I mean. What I mean is you need to pray for him and pray for you. Pray for your marriage, pray for your healing, pray for his healing, 
Pray for your marriage. Pray for your unity. Pray for your discernment. Pray for your ability to love him deeply. Pray for the ability to respect him. Pray for the ability to see clearly what is really going on with him and in your marriage. Pray for the ability to nurse his wounds, even if it looks painful. Number six, lioness mentality. By now you have seen all the memes, all the pretty, you know, the the the, the pictures on Instagram or the pictures on um, uh, Google with the lion and you get the lion and the lioness and she's laying under him and, you know, he's protecting her and, you know, they're there. It looks very intimate, right? And everybody's like, oh, like I want that type of love. I want my, my husband is a lion and I'm the lioness, right? Some of the pictures have them playing together, but a lot of the pictures are of tender moments between the lion and the lioness. You can clearly see the lion protects the lioness in these pictures, but you typically don't see that the lioness also protects the lion as well. We wives should encompass the same characteristics of a lioness. What does she do? Number one, she guards his territory. Do you guard your husband's territory? How? Do you cover him in prayer? Two, she hunts for food for him so he can eat in order to stay alive. Do you? Do you hunt for food for your husband? And I don't mean going to the grocery store and cooking a meal for him. I mean hunting through the Bible looking for food from God. That you can speak over your husband's life and nourish him. Oh boy. When is the last time you spoke life over him? When? When's the last time? And I don't mean you have to say to him, honey, you're amazing. Honey, you are blessed. You know, you all the things in the Bible. I'm not talking about saying it to him. I'm talking about saying it about him. I'm talking about saying it and putting it into the atmosphere. I'm talking about the power of life and death is in the tongue. I'm talking about speaking life over him. So when you speak about him, instead of you saying that he gets on your nerves and, and instead of you saying, you know, I could think of a million things. You guys get the point, right? You change your talk and you speak life over him. Okay. Um, number three, the lioness is fiercely protected over the lion. Are you fiercely protected over your husband? For some wives, the answer is no, because the ones that he needs protected from includes you. The lioness will put her life at risk to protect him. Maybe we are not called to go that far in the physical, but are you willing to spiritually fiercely, fierce, fiercely protect him? Are you willing to put your life on the altar for your marriage, for him? Are you willing to get rid of the old you and put on the new you in Christ to let you, so that you both can have an amazing marriage? The lioness is a beast. Are you? Number seven, and this is my last point. I don't want to go on too much into this because I don't want to give the enemy that much power. Like I told you before, he's a flea. You just flick him back to hell where he came from. But I mentioned before, the enemy is after your marriage. The enemy does not want you married. God hates divorce. So it stands to reason that the enemy loves it. If the enemy gets you and your husband split up, then he has one. Kids growing up in separate homes from their dads, parents having to figure out how to co-raise legacies, abandoned the enemy doesn't want the two of you together. So you need to understand how to fight. You need to understand where he re when he rears his ugly little head that you just need to stomp him back down to hell where he came from. 
cover and protect your marriage, cover and protect your husband, cover and protect your family. Listen, I don't like giving him credit, but I also feel like not enough credit is given. That makes any sense. In other words, you can't walk around with your head in the clouds and think, oh, the enemy, he doesn't mean anything. No, he's cunning. He does try to divorce. He, I mean, separate you and your husband so you can get divorced, right? It, um, when he can divide and conquer you and your husband, your legacy is done, right? It is. I mean, even if you have kids, your kids, if you didn't have kids, that's done, right? So you're not going to have any kids. That's, that's done. You never know. Again, I, I mentioned that before, what God might have done. Right. If the two of you turned your life over to Christ and then you had kids and your kids were living for the Lord, you don't know what God would have done in that. But some of you have divorced without having kids and that, you know, the enemy plays a big part in that. And so when it comes to the people that are married, they have kids and then you get divorced. Now your legacy, your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren are now looking to you and saying, well, grandma got divorced. Mom got divorced. Great grandma got divorced. And it's okay. She got remarried. She had a new man, a new husband, and she seemed pretty happy. So it's okay. You are teaching them that it's okay. So when life gets hard between them and their husbands, what do you think they're going to do? They know somebody that got divorced and has bounced back. They're going to think it's okay. Right? You don't want that. Nobody. You do not want that. You want your kids to have a strong foundation in marriage and if you're divorced that foundation gets cracked it does it gets cracked there's no reason for um your kids to believe you right they can they 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 will ask well what happened the first time well i didn't i didn't know god right then okay and that's the truth i didn't know god like i knew god but i knew god like that but still that one child could be like "Mm, I thought I love this guy, but I really don't. I'm just going to wait for my Mr. Right to come because mom did it. Anyway, guys, if you're still here, I want to ask a favor. Um, If you are a person that listens to the podcast, but you don't um, go on YouTube, uh, I just want to ask that you do me a favor and go over to my YouTube channel and just subscribe. I'm trying to get the the word out. I'm trying to... Um, build this 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 movement okay and I need your help so if you would just like and subscribe you don't have to watch the videos I mean you can go back to listening to your podcast that's fine but just to support the movement would you go over to my YouTube channel wife up the same name and just subscribe that's all even if you don't like watching the videos like I said if you just I just want to listen to the podcast I like listening that's fine but just asking for your support in that way Um, number two if you have been listening and you um, like what I've been saying and you understand and you're just like you feel led to if you would leave me a review on um, Apple podcast if you're listening through Apple um, if you're not listening through Apple then I guess never mind because I don't know if you can leave a, a review on, on Spotify or those other places I'm not even sure yet um, but I know that you can with Apple so if you would leave me a review I would truly appreciate it as well and thirdly I would like to ask that you pass this along you guys know someone that's married that might be going through something in their marriage that might be their marriage might be hanging on by a thread that they just want they don't want to get divorced or they might be thinking you know what i don't care if i get divorced i please point them 
please point them in, in this direction. Please do. Please do. And if you know a husband that's going through something right now and him and his wife might be going through something, let him know about the podcast as well. Let him have a listen to it because maybe he could listen to it in front of his wife or just say, hey, I know this podcast I might would you like to listen to it with me? You know what I mean? And look, I'm not, a, I am pro-husband. And I know that a lot of times um, it may seem like, okay, well, she's all about the husband. What about us wives? God made us different. And I want us to step up to the plate. I want us to step up to how God, now that doesn't mean to say that we should allow certain things. It doesn't mean to say that we don't have feelings and that we don't go through things. We do, but God created us differently. And the world is having us think that our marriages aren't that important because you can just get a quickie divorce and then find your Mr. Right that's out there. And that's not right. That's not right at all. Okay. And I just want to challenge women to at least be the best version of you, the one that God called you to be, be that version, be that woman before you even decide to get divorced, right? Ask yourself, am I the woman that God is calling me to be? Am I, am I a Proverbs 31 wife? Am I um, someone that God is proud of? Or am I a worldly wife? And I'm just doing things the way I want to or according to the, the way that the world is wanting me to, Right. And so you have to ask yourself that question, like, who am I in Christ? Who am I as a wife? Of course, who are you as a mom, a daughter, a sister, a friend, all of those things as well. But we're talking about your marriage right now. Who are you in this marriage? And a lot of us start out wanting to be the everything, wanting to be that chick, wanting to be that wife. And then somewhere along the lines, we forget about what our purpose is and we forget about what we signed up for right so before um you decide to get divorced make sure you got all your ducks in a row make sure that when the time comes for you to meet our lord and savior or meet our creator uh you could be like um you know i did everything that i could possibly do and he could say yeah you, you did you know versus well, I did everything. No, you didn't. You didn't come to me. You didn't turn everything over to me. You didn't You didn't pray. You didn't worship. You didn't praise. You didn't put your marriage on the altar. You didn't um, fast. Oh, that's another thing um, I'm going to talk about in another episode. It's about fasting for your marriage. You guys, it says in the Bible, uh, it talks about fasting many, 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 many times. And I've heard many testimonies. Hey, that's one thing you guys can do is go on YouTube and look up fasting and testimonies on fasting. And people have had some amazing breakthroughs. If your marriage is what it is that you want to break through, then you may need to fast. You should be fasting anyway, but fast for your marriage. Fast for your marriage and see what God does. See what he does. See what he can do. Because he's pretty amazing. He's pretty amazing. And so that is something that I wanted to encourage you guys to do. Um, I want to create a tribe of women. I want to create a tribe of wives that are just like, you know, and I am so appreciative of you guys that have been listening um, and that have been watching the podcast and that have been leaving me messages and that have been um you know, on my Instagram page. I love that when you guys are shouting me out on Instagram or shouting out wife up, you know, and just, you know, letting me know that you have the certain part of the podcast that, you know, really hit you or resonated with you. I love it so much. And just th so thank you so much um, for you guys that have been doing that for me. I appreciate you. I really, truly, truly do. And so, um, so I wanted to say, guys, you know, I, 
love you. I really do. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your marriages. Reach out if you need prayer. I'll help you fight for your marriages. And I know that it's easy to give up. It's easy to give. It's so easy to give up. It's harder to fight, but it's so worth the fight. It's so worth the fight. And I'm going to be fighting. I'm going to be fighting as much as possible. And I'm going to be praying and I'm going to be fasting and I'm going to be lifting my husband up and I'm going to be doing things like in the supernatural that I can do as far as God, as far as God praying, um, like I said, fasting, praising, worshiping, things like that. But also, you know, worldly as far as things that he needs from me here on this earth. You know, there's a lot of things that come encompass being a wife. And you need to be able to recognize what it is that you're called to do. And so knowing that helps a lot. And knowing that also helps with arguments. So when you see that you guys are going down this path, right? As a wife, when you're turning everything over to God, you're going to look at him differently and you're going to look at your arguments differently. And it's just going to be like, okay, why? Where did this come from? Where did this come from? And I'm just going to pray for him. Let me pray for him. Not just pray for him like I feel sorry for him. No, pray for him. Pray for him and pray for you and pray for your marriage. Like seriously, you are the prayer warrior. You are the warrior in this, especially if your husband isn't really walking with Christ. I mean, he may know Christ, or rather, he may have gotten saved. He might be a early, you know, a baby Christian, and there's some things that he has to learn. But you can fill in the gaps, wife. You can do that. Anyway, bye.